Hello and welcome to Soul Led Living, a podcast dedicated to helping you live your soul's true path so you can create the dream life you know you are meant to live. I'm Nikki Novo, your spiritual mentor, a fiery Latina, mom of three, and an advocate for living soul-led. You're here because you're meant to be here, so let's do this. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul-Led Living Podcast, Business Edition. We are going to talk about selling today. I was thinking, there's so many things I want to talk to you guys about, and I I was making my little calendar for the different topics that we were going to cover, and there was actually something I wanted to talk about today, and then I said, I can't. Like, I cannot go on and talk about these different concepts without talking about selling. It was just like, I was really getting told that this was where we needed to enter through. And some of you listening might be great at selling, um, some of you not so much, but really what today's episode is, I want to give you a new perspective. If that's okay with you, I would like to insert some new ways of seeing this into your mind. I want to help you understand and just take a moment to think about what you're actually doing so that you can get in the proper vibe that is going to create the abundance and even the clients and the people that you work with, how to make that more in alignment with what you know and what you really want and that ease and that abundance that you're looking for. But we have to start here with this concept of selling. Gosh, this was such a pain point for me in the beginning. And I feel like the pain point of selling started way before I had my own business. Um, I studied public relations because let's be honest, I was just trying to not take a math class. I did not even know what public relations meant, but I had this mentor at the time. She's like, oh, you like people, you like to write. Uh, sounds like you might like public relations. Like, And I feel like that is such a... PR is like the cute girl job, you know, and that's definitely what I was at the time. So I went into PR, which actually was a great fit for me. I just had no idea that public relations was a freaking sales job, right? I, this was like my first, I, I, I was, if you would have told me, do you want a sales job? I would say, no, like I hate asking people for money. I was actually this, um, as a kid in high school and in, well, it was actually early college. I was the manager at this kid's gym, like a, you know, like a my gym or whatever, if it had another name. And I was a horrible manager because I would have to collect memberships and dues. And I had a hard time asking people to pay their memberships and their dues (laughs) because I just had a hard time asking for money. It was just a thing for me. So of course, like selling was something I was always trying to stay away from. And then lo and behold, I graduate from public relations and realize that you're basically selling something, but you're just selling it to the media and to different uh, partnerships. And you're basically trying to sell your client or whatever you're trying to push. So I had a very hard time with this. Luckily, my first job was as a publicist in the film industry. And I, the product were these movies. And for the most part, I really liked the movies, except for the first few movies I worked on, which were horror films, and I could not even watch the horror film. So it was very hard for me to promote the horror film because I didn't like it. And that's when I realized, oh my God, like 
working for other people is going to be hard because I have to somehow find passion and purpose around these random products that come my way, right? Like the next day, you know, the next film I really loved, but the first film I didn't love. So how, how do I, how am I good at my job when I can only sell or promote the things that I actually like? And that was, I I didn't have the words for it. I, I don't even think I was saying selling. I think promoting was more, but it's kind of the same thing. And that was the beginning of me realizing that I had a problem. <laughs> I was like, this is a problem. It was actually part of how I switched from PR to media because in media, I was being pitched a lot. But at the end of the day, I really was in, in the place, I was in the business of sharing and informing. But I realized in that moment when everything switched, I was like, oh, you could either sell or you could share. And that has changed everything for me when it comes to my business. I did find my way to basically have this business where the products and the services are all things that I love. So it's much easier for me to sell, promote all the things because I believe in the products. But before it was hard to be in those businesses because even at some point I loved working in media, but at some point when I started getting to spiritual stuff, the handbags and the makeup and all that stuff that I was writing about, I no longer believed in and it was hard for me to write about it. So I learned that I needed to believe in a thing in order for me to work for it. And that was, that's how I ended up in many ways being an entrepreneur because I was like, it has to be my thing or it has to be something I believe in that I have some control over. And that also really, uh, taught me what this whole selling kind of you know, sharing thing is. And the first thing I really, really learned when I was in my own business was that there, that selling, there's a difference between selling and sharing, but they, they both do the same thing for your business, which is basically magnetize people towards you and ultimately bring money into your business. So you can call it selling or you can call it sharing. And I just decided to call it sharing. I realized that even in media, yeah, I was sharing, but I was selling some information to people basically. And that just felt better for me than actually calling it selling. So there's two things I realized I could either share or sell, decided I was going to share. And then the second thing was, well, I kind of, you know, this is all happening at the same time, but I realized I had to be able to get behind the product. So that's my first question to you, right? Are you sharing or are you selling? Do you know the difference, which I'll explain now, and can you get behind the product? That's really, you know, that is the topic of today. So sharing versus selling, feel into the energy. Like sharing is basically, I discovered this thing. I love it so much. I think it is so helpful and I feel like you need to know about it. I do not care if you buy it or not but I need to tell you about it. And selling sometime is like, I have this thing, I have to sell it to you and I need you to buy it because if you don't buy it, I'm not going to be okay. If you don't buy it, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent. If you don't buy it, my business is not going to work, right? And that is a horrible feeling to, that's a, that's a horrible feeling to have and a horrible you know energy to get off, give off. So moving to sharing it's definitely more of an abundance mindset and you're not feeling this pressure that every single person you talk to is supposed to be your client. There's something about sharing that gives you that awareness that 
10 people might come your way and only two of them are actually going to buy the thing that you're excited about and you're okay with that. Which actually, like even in the work that I do, right, I have a lot more uh, audience than actually people that buy from me. The people that buy from me have a very small percentage of my audience, but because I come from a place of sharing rather than selling, I'm okay with that because I just want to share these things. And then I trust, I know it's just actually business one-on-one that a percentage of the people I'm sharing to are actually going to buy the thing because I'm passionate about this thing. And that's why I'm able to share it easily. Of course you might be like, Oh, well, Nikki, like you're an expert where you are now. And you know, you're such a pro and maybe it's easier to share because sometimes what gets tricky is that if you're in my business, or if you are an artist, a creative, a practitioner, a healer, it gets a little tricky because usually what we are sharing is us and that gets all sorts of wonky. And the way that I was able to bypass that when I first started, because of course, when I first started, I wasn't this Nikki Novo. I was like this girl that happened to stumble upon doing readings and wanted to do readings for people, but I wasn't good at it. Took me forever to get a downloaded message. I, nobody knew who I was, like all these things, right? So how did I bypass that and still get clients? And what helped me there in the very beginning was I wasn't trying to share myself. I wasn't like, you must know Nikki Novo. She's amazing. I was, you must try a reading. Like readings are so amazing. I was a like advocate for readings and I was like, well, and I happened to do them. I'm not saying mine is the best. There's probably much better readers out there, but if you're excited about a reading, maybe you want to try mine. And I didn't, I, I went beyond myself, right? So if you're an interior designer, um, if you are a artist, um, if you are a healer, I want you to think that you are sharing the love you have for interior design, the love you have for art, the love you have for healing. And what you're going to educate on and share is about how interior, good interior design can change somebody's life, how, um, art in somebody's home, let's say, or in somebody's space can change somebody's life. Um, how healing can change somebody's life, right? Like I was like a reading can change everything for you, right? I was talking about the benefits really. I was like, well, you can, um, find out things about you that would take you 10 years to find out in therapy. That was my exaggeration, but that's really what I would, that's really how it felt to me. I was like, man, I went to this, this reading and I learned more about myself than I learned in, you know, three years of therapy. So I would talk about why readings were so important and why they were so good. And now that you're excited about readings, by the way, I offer them, but I was so okay with like, I just want you to get a reading and I'm okay if you don't get it with me. And I'm still to this day, I'm like this. Like I am so excited about soul readings. I think that they're very important. I think we should get them regularly. I'm okay if you don't get it with me to the point that I have taught so many other people to do readings because first of all, I can't read everybody. And second, I really believe in readings. I think that they are important. Um, and then I have to get like that behind everything else, right? Like everything, you know, whether it's my content or whether it's my book and and some things are easier for me to get behind. The, the book was a hard one for me because it's very personal. 
like the way that I wrote it. And I, it's, it's still, I'm, I'm not even there yet, but I'm, I'm, the more I read it, I've been um, doing the audio version of the book. And I, the more I have to see why it's a great product, the more I get feedback, I'm like, oh, this is a great product. I have to see why it's great. Even the podcast, I don't know if you guys follow me online on Instagram, but I was saying, okay, one of the things I'm trying to do to make sure that the podcast is successful is that I am listening back to my episodes because I need to, first, I want to make the product better. So I'm always trying to tweak the product. So I want to hear myself to see like, is there anything I can do to make it better in my voice? Maybe the words I'm using, uh, anything like that. But second, I want to experience the product because I have to be able to tell you why this product is awesome. And I listened to last, um, last week's episodes. I was like, this is a good product. Like, this is great. This is helpful. So now that I know that about the product, it is much easier for me to share it. Right. And I'm okay with, you know, maybe you, so what do I think? Why do I think a podcast is great? I think that having if somebody can come on the podcast and bring a really elevated energy, which is definitely what I'm trying to do, and also talk about some of these topics, I think that it will transform other people's energy and help them get to an elevated energy so that they can create the life they really want to create. I want people to create the life that they really want to create because I have a life I really, I really love and I want that for other people. I also think that's what's going to make the world a better place. So I believe that part of that is having a high vibration. And I feel like in these episodes, I can give some high vibrations and help people. So that is, so I'm not really thinking like Nikki Novo is great. I'm thinking, um, having high vibrations in your ears, having good, positive, clean energy come into your ears helps you create life the way you want it to be, or the way that you know you're destined to live. And this podcast can do that. So I, I'm not even talking about myself because the truth is, if I look at me, I'm a young podcaster. I haven't been doing it forever. My set was not even professional. Um, I say like a lot, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of, I'm not an expert. So if I'm waiting to be an expert, I'm never going to be able to share this with excitement. So I can't lean on me as an expert. I have to lean on the actual product and the product is not me actually. It is the energy that is coming through the podcast. And we have to look at that in every product that we offer. So you might not be the most experienced uh, designer, artist, uh, athlete, like whatever, whatever it is that you are living into, but there is something that is coming through you that has value and you need to find the value in that. And that is what you are sharing. You are not sharing yourself. At some point, you know, the more expert you become, definitely your value starts to go up. And, and, um, you know, now let's say a soul reading, there's a lot of value in soul reading. I've taught it to so many people. So a lot of people can do a soul reading, but now there's a little bit of value that like the master, you know, Nikki Novo, who has been doing hundreds of readings is, is doing it. And of course, now the value of my reading has a little bit of that, the fact that an expert is doing the reading. So it goes up in value, but I didn't have to wait for myself to be an expert to be able to get people to book readings with me. Does that make sense? So I want, so I, you really got to ask yourself and get honest, because if I look at all the different services and products in my business, to be honest with you, there are some that I feel more confident in than others. 
And that's why some sell better than others, right? That's why my readings sell out in minutes because I am, I can get, I've been working to get behind that reading for many years. It's my longest standing product, Soul Reading Method, which is my signature course. I can get behind that product because I've tweaked it so much. I worked really hard in making sure I would take feedback and I would fix it. I would take feedback and I would fix it. The same thing with my reading. So you, and that's why it's very easy for me to believe in that offer. And that's why I fill it up. So I want you to really ask yourself, like, do you believe in the product, the service, you know, whatever it is that you are selling, can you get behind it? And you might honestly say, um, I can't right now. And I don't want you to say I can't right now because you're criticizing yourself. There just might be something that you feel like it can be better, right? And it's a, such a fine line, especially for artists um, of like getting better. Um, you know, this last book that I wrote, I was trying so hard to like, get it right, get it right, get it right. And I remember at some point I was like, this has to be, like, I really felt it. I was like, this is enough, Nikki. Like this is enough. And the nature of a book is, you write it and you put it out where like I had come from the place of doing readings or doing a course that is like a living, breathing product and service that I'm constantly tweaking and I have all this space to constantly change it and fix it and make it better. But with a book, I cannot. And that is hard for me, right? Because I want, and that is, that was such a lesson for an artist or somebody like me that makes products. Like, can you be okay with this thing that you made, you know, five years ago or whatever, and that you can't update it. I mean, you can, but it's a lot harder to update it than these other things that I'm doing. So sometimes it's that you realize that your product is okay, but it could be better, right? And and that's fine, you know, but you can say like, it's good enough today and it's good enough for 10 people. Yeah, eventually I would love to have 40 people have this service, but right now only, but I think it's still good enough for 10 and off of those 10, I'm going to hear their feedback and I'm going to make this offer, this service, whatever, I'm going to make it better. So you have to like, that's okay, but I want, but there's, you have to be okay, like with where it's at. And also as long as you are dedicated to like getting better, getting stronger, then just knowing that with time, you're going to feel better and better and better about it. And at some point you might be like, okay, this service is done. Like I've, you know, like my soul reading, it is what it is. It's great. I'm proud of it. I think it's good. Like this is enough. And then, you know, it gets easier to get behind it. So I want you to really ask yourself if you can get behind what you are currently selling and sharing. And if you cannot get behind it first, can you tweak and say, okay, if I take myself out of the equation, what do I think about the service? You know, maybe you're like, no, I really love the service. That's just that I have a little bit of a low worth and a little imposter syndrome, but you can remove that by saying like, well, that doesn't matter here. So that can be a first thing. A next thing might be, um, it needs to be improved, but that's cool. I can improve it as it goes. And then the third thing might be like, this is enough. I'm proud of this. Like I can get behind this. And if I can, I need to figure out how I can get behind it. And sometimes it might be that you've outgrown the service and the product. Like you don't think it's as valuable as you used to. So for my example of 
I used to think, you know, learning about fashion and beauty and learning about events that were happening in Miami, I found that very valuable at some time. But eventually when I started growing into my spirituality, it felt not as valuable. I still think it's valuable. Of course, I love being able to search online and finding an event in my city. I think there's a lot of value there, but there was something else in my life that was calling me that felt more valuable and I had to go with that. So once you can get behind and you can see the value in what you're sharing, everything's going to change. If you cannot see the value, a few tips, ask for feedback, right? Like you hear me ask on the podcast, guys, tell me what you like. If you ever see my Monday readings on Instagram, I tell you, tell me what you, you know, what's, what you're relating to, like what's standing out to you because I am actually looking for feedback. I'm actually, I, I, I need to hear that it is good or that it could be a little better or whatever so that I, so that it, it fuels me to keep going. And when I don't get that, it's actually hard for me. So it's, it's hard for me to keep, it's hard for me to keep going. So definitely ask for, and, and when people give you a compliment, cause I bet you that there is more compliments about what you're doing than there isn't. One technique is like, when you hear somebody say like, Nikki, you know, thank you so much for putting this podcast out. Like you're really helping me through a hard time. Let's say it's so easy to just brush over that email and keep going and move to the next thing. I, ha- I still do this. I actually have a whole section in our Slack, um, the way that I talk with Kat and we have this whole category that are called, we call it feel good messages. And this is where, because even my team, right. They don't, they don't hear people saying like, Oh my gosh, this was so helpful or thank you so much. So it's very easy to be like, what am I even doing? Like, do people even like this? So we make sure that we let everybody know on the team, what, feel good messages are coming in so that we remember that what we're doing, that it's a good product, why, you know, why people love it, all that kind of stuff. And I have to sit and I have to receive it. I let that love and that compliment and that just encouragement, I let it sit into my body. I sit with it. I let it pour into my energy and into my aura so that I can start to be, to be somebody who loves myself, who sees my value, my worth, and those messages are like little, you know, drips of water that help hydrate me, but it's very easy for me to just bulldoze through them, right? And not appreciate them if I don't think I'm valuable or if, you know, like, you know, I came from a house with a lot of criticism and always trying to do better and achieve and achieve and achieve that I, it's hard sometimes for me to stop and receive what I'm receiving. So I learned over time that when people say those things to me, I have to believe them. Like it's, it's the most important thing so that I can keep moving forward and then I can love on what I'm doing and share more. I think a lot of times in business, we're told to share, um, because you gotta think about your why and how you can help people. And just for sensitive types like us, it's so easy to not believe in that, you know, to just believe in like, well, you know, who am I to help the world or who am I to do those things? And I just don't think that's like the best advice in the beginning. You know, what is more helpful is to find the passion within you for the thing that you're doing. Like think about the first time you experienced, you know, human, human design or the first time you experienced, uh, interiors or furniture that was beautiful or art that was beautiful 
like how much it changed your life, right? Mine was like, when I had my first reading, it changed my life. And that is really where I was coming from. That's where I come from when I share. It's from that place. Or when I see a client have a good experience, I come from that place. I I know there's many different ways, you know, people can be excited about themselves and what they're, you know, how they're supposed to save, save the world and all that, but that never worked for me. It felt it just felt hard to get around. It felt kind of egotistical. I mean, I know that I'm living into my purpose. I know this is exactly what I'm meant to do, but it is also my job to find ways to motivate myself to grow what I do. Then I have to, I'm like a, you know, like I'm a little child that I have to find ways to motivate myself and it, and where that fire really comes from. I got to find the fire within me, the passion within me. It comes from what the products and services, the book, blah, 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 all those things, what they have done for me and what they have done for others. And that is how I can share. Okay, friends. So that's what I got for you today. If you have time, I think it'd be very helpful to get out a journal, maybe make a list of the things you are selling and ask yourself, how can you help yourself get behind these products, services, all that. Where is the passion? Why are you passionate about each of these? How can you remove yourself out of the equation so that, you know, your sensitive self doesn't get, keep getting blocked. You don't have to say like, I'm the best this. No, just say like, I love, I think it's life changing to have this, to have this massage. So really find that passion and just write out why you're passionate about it. And then when you think about sharing your services or getting new clients, all that, it has to come from this place, from that passion, from that fire. And it's going to make everything so much easier. And then we can talk about more stuff. Okay. I love you guys so much. I'm so proud of the work that you're doing. I believe in it. And I can't wait to see really what comes through for you with these messages. That's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys so much. If you have a sec, I would so appreciate it if you would leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Those reviews are so helpful. And if you're ready to start living your soul-led life, pick up my latest book, Soul-Led Living, available on Amazon. Until next time, love you much.